Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 67th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I'm your host, Katie M. Kane. Our guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Ty Simpson. She is uh, an active vocal, uh, active member of the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Movement and the Black Lives Matter Movement. She is my friend. She's Nez Purse. Um, she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have her on the show tonight, man. She's also related to my production guys, Mitch and Jess. So it's like, it's, it's all it's all good vibes in here tonight. Can you hear us okay, Ty? I can hear you. And I'm so, so hyped to be here. Like, of course, because I can see my, my cousin brothers in the production room. I got you here. Like, this is, I, I literally have been so excited for this for like two weeks, man. Like, so excited to be here. Yeah, man. Thanks for taking the time. We really appreciate it. We're, uh trying to get more women on the show and um sometimes it's hard to to book females you know and it's dope that you scheduled and showed up you know like we've had a few like of the farmer cannabis ladies flake on us and so it's like oh, i don't want to i don't i don't want to hate on women in general please don't misconstrue my comments <laughs> ladies and gentlemen but it's, it's just like yeah I, uh we, we need more women on the show and I, I feel like you you'll have a lot to say man so How's it been going lately? And you're, oh. in Boise, you're in Boise now, right? Move back down I'm, south. I am in Boise. I live kind of, I mean, now that the entire internet knows where I live, but we get, we'll get to that. Uh, so yeah, I live in Boise downtown. I've been here since about February. I was out in Meridian, Idaho, doing that whole like bougie gentrified commute, right? So yeah. now I live, live and work downtown. My gym is downtown, so it feels good. Like it's near the foothills, so it's kind of an older neighborhood, but. Yeah, man, that commute time really does suck. When I when I was in Portland, I would ride the train from out there in Gresham to downtown at the Creek Free Province. Oh, and it was, it was like five minutes faster than driving, but sometimes <laughs> it was like, I wanted to drive because I wanted to get something to eat or grab some weed yeah. after work. You know? yeah. so no, I feel that. I mean, in the stress of it too, like I notice I'm significantly less stressed out when I start work in the morning. I yeah. mean, yeah, but like that, since I'm not driving and raging out on people, let me just tell you the Treasure Valley, Idaho has some of the worst drivers, probably second to the LT Valley up where we're from, yo. Like, <laughs> I believe it. I only drove through there a couple. I drove there on the way to AZ and on the way back. And it was, yeah, it was. We don't like to blink. Believe it. Nobody has the. Nobody knows how to merge. Like all that nonsense, yo. That's how it was. Guys in big ass fucking trucks with fucking fifth wheels and shit. I'm like, whoa, you got you gotta like. Did you not plug it in or did you not turn it on, bro? Like you gotta. Yo. Gotta tell me when you're gonna do that. Look in your mirror at least. You know what I mean. Like, I can't even knock it because I have a truck. Like, so, I mean, the fifth wheel guys are a little bit bigger than I am. Yeah. Or they like their flags that get in the way of shit, right? That they can't see behind their flags. Yeah. That nonsense. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it, man. God damn it. <laughs> so, so, uh, has, so, like, I don't even know where to start. I usually just freestyle shit. You know what I mean? Can, yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess, can you, uh, talk a little bit about, how like your upbringing right because you you lived some of your life in another country too didn't you so yeah. you're 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 actually more than just uh cultured from you know from our reservation and and our culture like you spent a lot of time somewhere else too right yeah yeah i did uh so my dad my dad is black uh he's from chicago park forest illinois i was born in peoria illinois which is about as country as uh lewis and clark 
Valley, right? Um, okay, okay. He was working for Caterpillar at the time. He moved us around. Like, he was just really doing that whole, like, climb the corporate ladder thing with Caterpillar. And I'm really proud of him now. But back then, it was just rough to, like, get on board with what he was doing. Yeah, kind of kind of military brat style. You got moved around mm-hmm. a lot, too. It's like, hey, we need you over here in this office. Yeah, here, open here. something yeah. up, yeah. And you never realize, like, military brat and corporate brat are really similar. Ambassador yeah. brat. Embassy brand, like all that, like that whole move from place to place thing was a hot mess. But uh, I'm really fortunate. He eventually moved us to Singapore because that was his like big come up, right? Singapore, like, Singapore yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, once we got over there, like I, that was those more like formidable years of a young person, like middle school, high school, that awkward shit, you know, like yeah, oh, like or like how do you yeah. get along? Yeah. <laughs> We're all speaking like five or six different languages too, right? So like, yeah, what do you, yeah. What do you eat? Identif- identifying yourself has to be uh, a lot, a lot larger narrowing down process in a place like that than yeah. where we're from because it's. But I was a brown girl, so I fit in there. Like, it was the white kids that stood out, and they were all weird and awkward about it. But, like, I fit in. Like, Manila, Philippines, Philippines are right there. Malaysia's right there. Indonesia's right there. And I blended in. So, like, people would just hand me these dope-ass plates of food, and I'm here for the food. I'm team food. Yeah, (laughs) hell yeah, Um, man. Over there, you learn all this cool stuff about, like, how to communicate with people, like, how to travel alone. Like, from a very, very young age, I learned how to get around all of East Asia, not just Singapore, but like all of the region. You learn how to go from Tokyo to Hong Kong, to Shanghai, to Singapore, to Bangkok, to Manila, to like just bouncing around Southeast Asia. That was my jam back then. So, so there, uh, honest question. So there was probably less racism towards your skin color when you lived in that region of the world, correct? Yeah, yeah. So Southeast Asia's got this weird racialization, right? So Southeast Asia is like Chinese versus everybody else. So Chinese were the white folks of that hemisphere. And so they like they especially the light skinned Chinese folks. So that and so they and the working class is South Asian. So India, Sri Lanka. Um, and then you have the folks from the Philippines and they filled a lot of like service industry roles. So there's a lot of like their race. Classism, it's classism, but different, different yeah. countries and different cultures. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's, yeah. that's what I try to call it most times too. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, if, if you, if you got money, there's ways around certain They're shit. Absolutely. You know what I mean? There just is. So, uh, racism is still true, even if you got money, but, yeah. but you know keep what in I mind- mean? Keep in mind, Singapore was a British colony. The Philippines was a Spanish colony. The French were in Vietnam. Like, so there was just all kinds of, um, like, the same colonization. Settler colonialism was the same in Southeast Asia as it was in the United States. Like, the indigenous people of the Philippines, like, one of my little siblings down here, uh, he's from the Philippines. And so hearing about the way their indigenous people were treated is the exact same as the way our indigenous folks have been treated. But it was, you know, settler colonialism man same same yeah yeah they, they got food and resources let's yeah. fucking take over yeah that's exactly you know that I mean? like, that's the standard ops everywhere right like food resources women right violate all of it oh i yeah. cannot handle it man can't handle it yeah. yeah that's the nutshell version of singapore that i made my ass back yeah. to sir let me just tell you what the culture shock of getting to the res though <laughs> yeah when, when when did when did when did you come back did you graduate high school from over there or you because i remember you and your brother coming back like right around high school because i remember your brother played violin and he yeah. was kind of 
he was kind of like a gearhead dude. I remember he, he would hang out, you know, and it was like, it was, it was cool. Cause it was like, it was totally uh, just unique. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it was like, and he, he was a cool cat, always laughing around, always good vibes. So yeah. Uh, shout, out, shout out to James. I thought he was shout out to James. Hey, yeah. So he still plays the violin. Uh, so awesome. that's cool. And he's like a big dude. Like, so for folks who are just listening in, uh, James is like six, six foot, 350, like big dude, like dark skin, dimples, like he's, and he plays a violin, y'all, like, and he's really good at it. Uh, and he, he, he crush on working on cars too, man. Yeah, yeah. Soup, he soup up his shit. He just spent a week working on my truck, man. So my truck is back to rights because of James. So that's where we're at. Uh, yeah, James came back a year before I did when our parents separated. Um, so that he must have been right, like that 2014, 15 time frame. I had just finished my sophomore year of high school and got to Lapway for my junior, senior year, which was really strange, though, because like. What I was doing in Singapore far surpassed the curriculum of Lapway High School. Hell so yeah. Hell I yeah. Was so bored. Um, mom and I made this like ad hoc agreement though. She was like, if you can get into college, I'll let you, I'll let you finish high school. You can do the whole skipping a grade thing. But Lapway School District wasn't about that skipping a grade shit either. Like they made it so hard, but oh. John, I was bored. Your girl was so bored. Yeah, uh, I, I can relate, man. When when I was a kid, I, I we moved to Portland for second, third, and half of fourth grade. And when I came back in the middle of fourth grade, it was like light. fucking yeah. easy, like cake, light work. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was it was strange to be just a regular average kid in Portland and then move back home and it's like, oh this guy's smart and i'm like man like, i just yeah i'm like okay Ew. i'm just regular just regular yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so crazy uh yeah so i mean once so i after i finished what would be a junior year of high school i dropped out and i went to college man i couldn't handle another year at lapway i wanted to graduate that year but they didn't let me so i ended up with a ged which is fine like i'm a big fan of it like it let me finish high school and yeah. then i went right into college. So uh, I started at Albertson College in 2001. 2001, I started at Albertson College for a year. So, but even then, like that, why did I pick the bougiest college in Idaho of all places? <laughs> like, yeah, that just, that sounds bougie, man. Like, <laughs> it was hella bougie. And it was like, I felt so out of place again, right? Um, it was just a school full of like rich white kids. Um, it was hard to get along with people and keep in mind i'm still just fresh back from singapore so i don't know how to talk to people i don't know what it is to be an american like i had spent so many years out of the country that coming back was like this whole new adventure and then i tried to start college in the middle of it it was a whole hot mess man a whole ass hot mess yeah like i i uh it's tough being from any culture and going to college where there's not very many of you there, you know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. that's how most kids go to college away and then come home before they graduate, you know, because yeah, it is, yeah. it's tough to the Indian center, not that many skins show up. You know what I mean? Like at, at WSU and U of I, it was like 10, 20 of us that were there. Everybody was like, Hey, what's up? You know? And, and it was, it was like a, a, a family type community. I remember James Holt being there and, you know, hey, we, would tell, we, would, we would tell each other, you know, when our due dates were and we would ask each other, like, yo, did you finish that? Like, how is that looking? You know what I mean? You need somebody to read it. And it's good to have that. That's, I feel like that was the deciding factor between me graduating or not. 
because mm-hmm. I, I got I got in trouble my senior year, but um, it, it was it was dope to have some Indians there that were supportive through the whole shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. I could understand where if you didn't have that, it would be a lot more difficult because and it's not, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not just mm-hmm. the schoolwork either, dude. It's life in general when you're in college. It's shit happens. Stuff goes wrong, man. Like, yeah, yeah, it's rough. It's so rough. And I, I mean, it took me ten years from beginning to end. Uh, for my education, my undergraduate education. And for some reason, like, we're embarrassed by that. Like, somehow this three and four year finishing shit. Nah, like, fuck like, that. It took me eight years from when I started. I yeah, started in 2000 and I graduated in 08, man. So More common than not. Like, you finish in 10 years because that's normal. You got to work. Shit happens. You get sick. You got to go home. You got to move like yeah normalize that right like what well, this four-year standard of like just cranking out knowledge is some bullshit like i'm not yeah i i agree and that's that's why i'm an advocate for trade schools too because that option was never sold to me in high school it was like no you're smart you need to go to college and it's like fuck if i would have became a plumber i get charged <laughs> 60 to 120 an hour and i wouldn't be yeah. looking for work at all it's like my phone would be yeah. ringing every fucking day and i'd be paid I would, you know like it would be yeah. and i just look at like i try to tell my kids that like yo i know your grandma's gonna sell you this shit let me, <laughs> tell, you, let me tell you about this option man it's like yeah i'm like yo like there's there's other yeah. options you can learn this in less time and make money the whole time that you're learning, which. Yo, know, I have a, like, so from a previous relationship I had, I got to keep like my stepkids, right? So my my oldest boy graduated from Lineman College back in March. He was in school from like January, like December, January until March. Graduates from Lineman College. He's about to make more money per year than I'm making. And I've been at this for 10 years, right? Like, yeah. that's the yeah. thing, like, you're right. Nobody sells us. Nobody sells us to trade school vocations. They say like the four-year undergraduate shit, like grind it out, suffer. Like nobody wants to suffer through their education. Like we've normalized this whole suffering struggle narrative that you know I'm trying to undo it as much as I can. Even I caught myself with my with my son. It was like, yo, son, like what do you want to do after high school? And he's like, well, I don't know. Like in my brain, I'm supposed to start like fighting him. Like no, he's 18. Like you're just barely not yeah, even a, like you're man. not a. Girl. The world is like it's okay for him to not know but in my brain i've been socialized to that bullshit of like go to college like yeah i'm, I'm sitting on a mountain of debt like i'm gonna die with this debt. Like, yeah I don't know yes <laughs> yeah oh, it, it, I, I yeah dude it um i kick myself in the balls at times you know but i, I also say what well, man I, I met some cool people on the journey that i ended up working with you know well yeah. after the fact so it's like but yeah, dude, trade schools where it's at, kids. Any kids listening, fuck, be a plumber or an electrician, man. Be an electrician, like learn how to like be a mechanic, all that shit. Trade yeah. school. Yeah, that's it. And then you can skip all the other bullshit like art and interpretive dance, right? Like all that other weird, obscure shit. Like I went to school for political philosophy and public law. All I wanted to do was read political books. That's it. But then you have to do all this other like classical music study. Like I get yeah. it, like be culture, be worldly, but man, that's such a waste of money almost. Like, let me just read the political shit. Like, let me be done and then I'll yeah. get out of here. Nah, yeah. they're not. Universities are as much of a scam as insurance is, yo. So be careful about which university you choose. I agree. Good advice, Ty. (laughs) Life advice. Pro tip. Yeah, no doubt. So um, that's like 20 minutes for intro right there. 
can, hey. can we jump into the shit now, Todd? Let's can can we start? Yes. Can we, yes. Like, yeah. Can we, um, do, like, you want to talk about Black Lives Matter or murdered yeah, or missing indigenous women? Because that's kind of current with the, with the protests and such, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've been doing anti-racism education, activism, organizing for like 15 years. It started in Boise and just escalated since like 2005. I was doing a little bit of it when I was going to school at LCSC in Lewiston, but like it really galvanized in 2005, 2006. President Obama gets elected. Some white dudes running around the student like parking garages writing nigger on all of the bumper stickers. Yo, like it was trash in 2006 at Boise State and like nobody responded, nobody in the administration. So I get mad. And Damn, I have, that's know, whack, yo. Like, so like, Black Lives Matter shit started with me for a, like a long time back. Uh, fast forward to now, um, I don't feel like I'm doing anything different. Like I'm just the loudest. I'm just consi- like the yeah. most. Like I'm really loud about this nonsense. And, down and, and dude, and I, I know sometimes that's offensive to people. And even even when it's online, I'm like, fuck <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I try to clap and cheer and like and share. Uh-huh. You know, like, yeah. uh, uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan for real. Hey, thanks, thanks, my guy. We, we, uh-huh. we, we need people like that, especially uh, females of color, because it's like, yo, they're not gonna let us on the fucking news. You know what yeah, I mean? They're not like you know. Well, so we need do, to make your own noise. My guy, here's the other thing they do. They will interview me. So I had a Wall Street Journal interview. It took this dude an hour to ask me questions. He used one sentence at the end of his article. Again, I had like a couple weeks after that, I had another interview where it was 45 minutes of time, and he used like two minutes of that interview. Like, like they're just really trying to create these like corny ass narratives. I'm like, bro, why would yeah. you? time like that if you're not going to use all the knowledge like oh yeah that's man i say this almost every show too ty but that's why i love doing this podcast shit because it's uh it's long form and it's unedited so um yeah it's you're fucking saying the shit i'm not i'm not picking i'm not picking a quote of fucking 10 or 12 words to stick in at the end you know what i mean i'm not I, I put 10 words on the flyer and that was it. It's like, it's her. She's talking about this and she's talking about this, you know? So, yeah, man. So thanks. Thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. Again. Yeah. We're here for the revolution. However that looks. Man. And that's the other thing, like why I was so excited because you're telling and sharing stories that are like the raw shit. Somebody needs to be telling the raw stories and they're not going to like us for it. Like they're going to talk shit to you. They're going to talk shit to me. Like, it's just, it's a mess out here. It's a mess out here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I try to just understand that too. Going into it, that nobody's gonna like you for telling the truth most times, except other mm-hmm. people who are doing the same thing. The and same so, thing. yeah. So I, I appreciate you, man. Like it's 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 dope. Um, so like, when did like what's what's the currently? I, I've seen you post lately about uh just different things going on in Boise. Um, and I saw you post also. It was a video where I can't remember where the interview was, but it was like 30 seconds and you were talking about, well, my culture predates this whole state. And so it feels yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, I was like, Fuck yeah, like it just uh I, I say that I say that in response to anybody who's trying to, well, this has been I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm time in memorial, bro. Fuck your history. You know what I mean? Like I don't give a shit about any of that. And and that was dope. But I also saw another post where you were talking about uh you know, feeling like 
um, doubtful sometimes. Like some of the shit you do just doesn't really matter. But in this post, you were talking about, man, maybe I am having a little bit of effect or something. Can you talk about, you know, like the recent summer and some of the shit you've done? Because I always see you posting that I'm speaking at this and I'm speaking at that. And so I, I try to click like and share. I probably don't have a shit ton of friends in Boise, but. If I do, please, man, please show this to them, Facebook, and maybe they'll show, show up. Yeah, and I mean, this is a good spot, too. Like, for all of these thousands of followers on my Instagram right now, I need you all to go like uh, Concerned Dab's podcast, like, follow this, like, online forever. Like, I'm not going to be the only dope podcast, so y'all need to follow it. Um, yeah, so the piece of that, so recently in Boise, there's a couple of things. Uh, I'm going to put that that Idaho Statesman project on the shelf for a second, where that was, like, that's a whole indigenous thing that white people really want to like grab onto indigenousness in a really corny kind of boxed up national geographic kind of way so that's what that video was but i low-keyed my answer in there like yeah <laughs> dude it was super slick i was just like oh and they ran this i'm like because it's from their website and yeah, i'm like Ooh, from their website. Yeah, you're that's raw that's raw i was like man good job that's because yeah, yeah. that's pr shit right there you know what i mean and that's what i majored in in college so yeah. Much respect. Much respect. Thanks, thanks. You know I, mean? I like some, there's some shit that I do out here. Where I'm like, hee hee. I totally like low keyed all of that. Uh, but this other shit, man. So over the last month, so we had a big old vigil in um, Boise for Black Lives Matter. And the vigil was purposefully peaceful. It was well thought out. Folks were like, this is not a protest, not a rally. We're just gathering for prayer and for reverie. Awesome. 5,000 folks joined up for that. Yeah, it that's was dope. A big, like, that's a big turnout for Portland, even, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was it was hype. A couple weeks later, there was another rally, and then that rally, um, that rally was much more violent, like much more what you would expect with like volatile language and like confrontation and all the like Trump twenty twenty all lives matter folks, like the big ass yeah. stupid flags, like all of those fuckers showed up. Like it was a hot, hot damn mess. After that, uh, after that rally i inadvertently became the face of like blm boise so they're like little ad hoc chapter of blm here that's not yeah. my that's not what i do no, <laughs> so, uh, but I but they they it. saw you yeah they saw you being the loudest so they're yeah, like yo yeah. can we get they you picked the face and got big mad uh, that's cool like stay mad y'all um so they they reposted my like i had a, a debriefing video just so i could unpack some of that shit and give like my white neighbors some like resources like this is how you can be a better white neighbor uh two weeks later uh there's another there's another rally but i'm not associated with it i'm not organizing it none of that shit but they repost the video from the beginning of the month in like neo-nazi forums and shit they post my address my home address in boise in some of these neo-nazi forums so now i'm like man y'all have much fuck? i didn't know about all this man shit that's fucked up fuck those Hell guys all the way fucked up man so it's been like stressful for me and my folks me and my people like we just out here like my my job is really kind of um circled the wagons for me is that even appropriate can we even say circle the wagons anymore so right. like, like, right. <laughs> it reminds me of county jail when uh, yeah, county right. jail <laughs> You know what I mean? Everybody assume I was a white guy, and then I'd see somebody from my res, and they'd be like, "What up?" Like, "Oh, he's a wagon burner." You know what I mean? And I'd be like, "Wagon burner." That's what they call me in County Jail. Hey, whatever. Yo. Yeah, so whatever. I ain't mad. Yeah. Okay. I ain't mad. 
<laughs> so my people, my people came through at work. My besties came through in Boise. Like I've got so many people coming out of the woodwork trying to support me and my safety. Right. And then, you know, my big brother, he's like low key redneck. Right. So he's like, I mean, do you have, he's, he's, got, he's got a lot of those friends, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, that's yeah. why it's like, I would like to hear his side of it too sometime. Cause I'm sure. They, 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 they have to slip. Sometimes they have to slip when they're around him. You know what I mean? And oh. it's like, dude, don't don't feel like that and still kick it with me, man. Like, come yeah. on. How, how can you feel like that and still kick it with me? Like, I'm, I'm cool. Like, I've, I've um, called out his people on a couple of live forums. Like, I've called out James's friends. Like, I'm calling them out right now. Like, I see you, James's white friends. Like, we got some work to do. <laughs> they're going to yeah. talk puzzles. We got shit. Like, let me, let's have a conversation. Um, so like in the last, and this is actually this most recent compromised address has been since Sunday night. So it's been a week that that, that, that did, did they leave notes or anything? Like, is there, uh, you've been, they, you've been okay, right? You've been all right. Oh, I've been all right. Like I got these two big ass pit bulls. Like that's and, defense line, line and, of defense. Is the one. And you, yeah. you stay strapped, right? And no, it's right. It's right here. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see, yeah. I see, you be doing the boxing classes and shit like that too. So yeah, there's. I, I, I mean, think I, that's it's good to lead by example for women too, because it's like, mm -hmm. no, you need yeah. a gun. You need to know how to defend yourself. You know, yeah. and it's like these things are important, especially if you're living by yourself and single. You know. Like, yeah. And I, yeah, I am single and living alone in Boise. Like that's the thing. I mean, but that's, it's, and I, I don't know, like maybe I've always been preparing for these moments, preparing for these times when somebody posts my address, preparing for these times when some crazy ass would come at me, like catch these hands. Like I will shoot I you. Like I've got these big ass dogs. I am not yep. playing with my safety. All like this. Me, me neither. <laughs> like I'm sure my neighbors were, were yeah. Like my lady too. It's just like, nah, we got to move the bed. So it's not right by the window. <laughs> you know, I'm like, we, is it okay if I have my gun out right here? You know what I mean? It's like, it's got, yeah. and, and it's, yeah. and it's all good. It's cool. Everybody understands safety and it's, yeah i don't i don't get drunk and grab it and wave it around and dance yeah, no. or anything it's like nah man i know how to i know how to shoot so if somebody is trying to harm me i can shoot them yeah yeah and that's the other like that's the reality too like i had somebody who was in the department of correction say like if you were going to purchase this pistol and learn how to use it like you have to be committed to the idea just the idea that you will shoot somebody a physical person to defend yourself yep. that's something like you really have to wrap your head around and then yep. once i got past that like point of like okay i to defend my life and to keep myself alive i will shoot somebody to defend myself but that nobody yep. ever talks about that like mental narrative right nah. like walking yourself through and the more like that yeah. yeah, like everyone's afraid of it or something. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, dude, like, especially with all these threats of war and all that, like, it's like, nah, man, like, you really need to protect yourself. Like, some of those threats are honest. You know what I mean? Some of those people really do want to hurt you. Some of them are just talking shit on the internet, but it's like, yeah. some of them aren't. Some you know, of them aren't. Some, some of them, you know? The ones that aren't saying shit are the ones that scare me the most, right? The ones that are quiet, like the creepy yeah. ones. I'm like, ooh. Who are you though? Yeah. 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 So, um, so you've been okay since that, that Addie's public, I, I hope yeah. you don't have to keep moving or anything. Um, but it, it like, so what, what is some other, what's like, what's some of the positive effects? I, can we, can you talk about that post for a little bit? Cause I, you said like some of your neighbors are putting signs in the yard to some shit no, like that. And that's really 
with like that's the warm fuzzies of this shit. Too, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm loud. I cuss. something is happening. Like, there is effect. Minds. Yes, like, and that was it. Like, so it was yesterday when I was rolling through downtown. I live near downtown. Go to the grocery store, and it's right behind the Capitol building, the state Capitol building. These white relatives have all of these signs talking about, you know, equity, justice anti-racism white folks we have work to do like defund the police like and all black lives matter all of these signs up and down state street in downtown boise and here's the thing too right it's like all these little old folks like i'm here for all the little old white people too that yeah. are in this right this yeah uh, that's the shit that really is like okay like i can keep taking these like taking these threats i can keep taking this suffering because there's small movement there's small work that's being done and we're we're doing a good job right like yeah and that's all i needed to see i think that's all i just needed that one moment of like okay we're gonna be okay like we're gonna it's the hope i have to hang on to hope is what it comes down to yeah and because that um that's um one thing that i i like to because everybody's always posting like there was it was in airway heights somebody left a sign on someone's car like a note or whatever that was hateful towards I, I, I don't know if it was Black Lives Matter, or something, but it, it just that shit spreads like more than the, the positive shit. You know what I mean? And so yeah, I, yeah. I did like when I saw your post, I had to like and, and share. I think I loved it and shared it. You know what I mean? Because it's just like it, it is like there's uh you got to You got to it, it like it's real easy to spread hate and and it's to to prove that some of your your being loud and and mean is is spreading a little bit of love and having a little bit of positive effect i think that uh that deserves more attention than you know the death threats or or shit online you know what i mean because it's like yeah we know who our enemy is but it's like we we need to still talk about uh the advances and wins you know so yeah. yeah yeah You're exactly right in that. Like this revolution, this revolution, all revolutions are violent. All revolutions have yes. violence. But yes. Point, we're in the revolution because we believe in something bigger and better and stronger than this bullshit <laughs> we've all like been spoon fed. And so I'm here for like throwing the spoon away, burning all the shit to the ground. Like we're capable of so much better than what we have. And so that's what I'm here for. But it takes that. It takes celebrating the wins no matter how small the winds are yeah man i i, I agree and then uh yeah just uh, we, we talked about deprogramming a little bit earlier too mm-hmm. like I've, I've had to do a lot of that shit um there's certain things i was taught and ways to be it's like no nah, that doesn't work for me man and here's why you know what i mean you guys keep telling me to do this and when i do this it doesn't work yeah. like i don't get that job anyway so it's like why the fuck am i gonna sit here and like it, it's just strange to delete shit and upload my own you know you do it right like, yeah. Yeah. like what is he doing like why is he doing this and it's just like dude yeah yeah i don't require i don't have to explain man you guys can just sit there and watch because it's yeah. you know yeah. you didn't have, you didn't help me write any of these files like i had to work on these in private and make them my own like you programming on your like you the more we read the more we like think critically i think that some of my favorite like my admiration for you and some of your posts, right? It's always like, don't believe everything the TV tells you, right? If there's, oh. ideas, 
I just said, dude took 45 of my minutes and published two of them, right? Like, yeah. and that's on this huge scale. Like, we got to think better than that. Everywhere, <laughs> dude, yeah. And, and people, like, people have complained about that from the Lewiston Morning Tribune forever. Like, you know what I mean? It's like they interview someone for an article, and it's it's been that since I was a kid. Like, like yeah. you see, oh, I saw you in the paper. Is that all you said? And it's like, no, that's not all I said. That's what they yeah. picked to put in the fucking story. Exactly. It's like, it, yeah. it just, yeah, dude. And so I, it, it is, man. And my, I majored in public relations when I was in college, dude. It's basically mm-hmm. the the manipulation of media by corporations. That's what I fucking oh. majored in. And so it's like <laughs> to see it, to see it <laughs> happening and not be, it's like not even journalism anymore. It's all just paid content, PR bullshit. And it just, mm-hmm. It's strange, man, you know, and it, it's it, it, that's why I got to try and have folks like you on my show and 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 have friends like you online and, and stay in tune with ideas like that and like and share and try and yeah. spread the word the best I can, because it's not making it through on TV. It's oh, and when it's yeah. like you're saying, when it's in the paper, it's fucking 20 of my words out of the fucking twenty words out of that I spoke, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's fucking twenty seconds from a fucking hour interview. So and you know there's folks like we're not the only ones that think like that. Like I've been part of some of these conferences that talk about like what does it mean to decolonize our message and our narrative where like we're not taking we are not taking interviews anymore. We're not giving quotes to the newspaper. Like I said, what I said right here online, you can quote this, but you got to quote the whole damn thing, right? Like you, there's image use, there's like soundbite use, there's prose use, like all of it. Like we get to control what's put in the newspaper. What's yeah. Put on- yeah. Or getting to say what's wrong with the, the, the strings attached to your federal budget. Cause everybody's always talking about, Oh, I write grants and I, and I'm like, that's cool. But, you, you can't do everything you want to do. And, and it's like, you can't even talk about it because you'll get fired. You know what I mean? And no, so I'm it's like, there's super low key about that though. Let me just tell you, because now that I've written a grant, I've reviewed a grant, I've reported on a grant, like all of that, I'm like, I'm going to, so in my brain, I'm like, let me give all of this knowledge to somebody else as skill building in our community. And then they can tell everybody like, no, you want to, I mean, when somebody's offering you a half a million dollars, $1 million to build community or capacity building in community, whatever that looks like, nobody looks at like, here's all the fine print rather than the check for a half a million dollars. No, that fine print is some bullshit. It's shackles. It's prison for two years, like it to the government. Is. It is, man. And nobody, like, man, I, and I, thank you for fucking saying that. <laughs> I just a little bit. Yeah. There is literally no amount of freedom in any federal grant ever, period. Full stop. All caps. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I'm off the clock. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. yeah I don't want, yeah. I don't want anybody to have any you know, talkings to at work or anything. Yeah, it'll be all right because we know like because yeah. that's, that's why i don't work for anybody like i'm just like yeah. I'm, I'm a gig economy private contractor because i yeah. they, they it's not worth it to me you know what i mean it's like they won't pay me enough money to be quiet or be censored it's like nah can i get this i'll, I'll shut the fuck up if you pay me this per year yeah. and they won't so it's like okay then you can't have my skill set on your team man i'm gonna go and do my own shit you know what like, I mean? John, let's talk about Second, though, man, like what were we socialized to as young folks, young folks on the res, young folks of color, like where we are just expected to give away our shit for free. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
What is yeah, that? Yeah, there's there's no private enterprise whatsoever, Tatu. It's like, uh, and I understand, to, you know, because I, I I will give my services to my brethren freely. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've homies that I that I love and haven't seen for a while will call me like, hey man, I, I got a couple of beats and I'll whip something up and send it over to them. And they're like, yo, these guys really. I'm like, dude, it's yours. Just have it, you know. And it, yeah. and and like that's my most valuable to me that I enjoy doing, but it, it could be something as simple as, Hey man, I'm setting up a room. What should I get for fucking equipment? It's like, here's a spreadsheet, dude, check it out. Yeah. You, you know, it's, I don't, and they're like, what do you want for this? I'm like, nothing, dude. You well, know? those old days, right? Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah but, but, in, uh, but in other cases, it's like if, if somebody has heard of me and I don't have a relationship with them, then that, that is conditions for me to try and do business. You know what I mean? And, oh, absolutely. Because um, I, like, I don't like the homie hookup by proxy, right? So like you do, yeah. your, homie, your homie wants you to do free shit for the, no, like I'm not here for that either. Like this is, this is work. It's labor. Like it's emotional. It's heavy. My address is literally compromised and you want free consultation and then you yeah. want to get Coffee for it. I think that's the most offensive shit. I really no, need we'll, my we'll buy coffee. We'll buy yeah, coffee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> questions. Stop it. Uh, like you oh pay me, y'all. Like <laughs> I refuse to take cups of coffee for any rant anti-racism consultation. Like I refuse. That's I am much more expensive than that because this life has been expensive. It has taken yeah. a toll on my body, on my emotions. Like, man, I just need, I need my white relatives to understand that. And then understand that in our community, right? Like we give back to each other all the time. Yeah. But when it comes to folks like coming in from the outside, like we are taxing you now. That whole yeah. like shit is es over. Especially oh, cor corporations who need sensitivity <laughs> training or anything. It's like, nah, fuck you, pay me, dude. Like you, <laughs> yeah. you could have hired people like me at your company. And since you're not, you got to pay me. That's, that's your penalty. <laughs> Because you know then they'll, I mean? just, they'll hire me and then keep their entire board of directors old and white and gray any fucking way. So if yeah. they're like, my time, I can at least make some money off of wasting my time, right? Like that shit is just the whole yeah. world is sloppy. Capitalism is a sloppy mess, y'all. Yeah, this is late stage too. I try to tell myself that because like, <laughs> you know yeah. I'm like, man, it's gonna be this way, bro. Have some skills and some shit to trade, man. You know because. It, uh, it's going to get thick and it feels like it's happening already. And I don't feel like they have any solutions other than to say, fucking stay home and wear a mask. And I'm like, <laughs> right. nobody, nobody's buying the resources that our currency is backed in. Like the whole world is changing around us and we're yeah. just stay home, wear a mask. You know what I mean? And it's, it's strange, I, but I don't want to talk about that on the podcast tonight. Okay. okay. Like we, we can, we can do another, we can do another episode about that. Another episode. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we we uh we're we're past uh forty minutes now. So um, can I get you to talk about our murdered and missing Indigenous women for for the the last twenty minutes of the podcast, please? Can we get some of that action? Can can you tell us some numbers and some research? Because I know that you are, dude. Like you're actively vo just vocal about both both things, and it's not just those things specifically. Like we, that's why I'm glad we've been able to talk about other shit than just that in the interview. You know, like that matters a lot to me. Um, but I, I did put this shit on the flyer. So can you please give us some, some spiels <laughs> yeah, on MMIW, you know? Let me, like I can do even like a kind of general roundabout segue. So uh, yes, I'm here for black lives, black liberation, um, because I'm black. I'm also here for indigenous sovereignty and indigenous liberation because I'm also indigenous, right? So 
what happens what happens is like in any movement social justice movement space or any like activism we're like siloed into this one thing like i can only show up black or i can only show up indigenous and what yeah. i've learned is that my work for both communities is so similar because colonization happened to both communities right like yeah. so undoing that undoing that is the work and um, black folks and indigenous folks in the United States have a really parallel, intricate, interconnected history in that we've lost lives, we've lost land, we've lost humanity, we've been decolonized, we've been like all of the shit that could happen, the worst shit that could happen to a group of humans has happened to both black folks displaced from Africa and indigenous folks displaced from our own homeland. So that's the combination there. And I am both of those things living that life, which is why yeah. I do work across the board um yeah. so my job my job job is actually working uh in anti-violence within native american communities what can we do to respond to it what can we do to prevent it what conversations could we be having in communities so those are kind of the big high level things that i'm working toward and what that looks like i'm gonna put this on the podcast so it's on the record yo cops are not the solution because cops like are proliferators of violence yes it, we can't rely on tribal es women. especially yeah especially on indian reservations man especially like on indian reservations uh we can't necessarily rely on tribal councils either when some of those leaders quote unquote also perpetuate violence and or are assailants to members of the community like we really have to have these honest conversations about why violence in native american communities exist and that we have to understand it's not traditional to our communities either right like Somehow we've normalized this violence and it's that bullshit. So I'm trying to undo all of that. Um, yeah. And, and man, can I interject just a little bit? I, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to like brown nose too much, but like 2011 at CritVic, they, they offered some sort of certification through UCLA where if you took um, three of these five classes, you got some sort of indigenous studies certification from UCLA. Right. And so sure. I was like, hell yeah. And so it was only like 500 bucks for a three credit class from them online. So I'm like, hell yeah. So I took violence against native women. Um, and it was a three credit class and fuck dude, just, there was only two books and it was some rough shit, dude. Like reading that and, and just about how, and, and one of my, my friends from Portland was talking, he's like, and, and I don't want to bring the argument into it. He, he, he would just talk, he's like, this is about jurisdiction in Indian country. And I said, dude, jurisdiction in Indian country is really important. Um, it's, it's an issue that's actually important where I'm from. And we're going to have this girl on my show, Google MMIW and listen mm -hmm. to the episode. You know what I mean? Because that's, uh, yeah. that was one of the main things in that class that I learned too, is that, uh, yeah, we, our women are not protected. You know what I mean? Not, not by local state, federal, tribal, nothing you know what i mean even even after the fact when someone's been gone for two or three years no no resources get spent by any parties trying to locate other than the, the friends and family of the the person missing you know what i mean and yeah. um it's and i wanted to ask you because like it's not just they're dead it's they can be fucking somewhere on a boat in another country you know what i mean and there's all this i don't want to get super paranoid and conspiracy theory about it but it's just like hey man like I, I, can you talk about some of these things? Because I remember that from the class. And then that was immediately when, when the conversation starts, like you started talking about violence and, and why it's perpetuated. And, um, yeah. can, can, can you give us some numbers on that and stuff too? Because I don't want to, I don't want to fucking talk. I want to hear you talk. You know yeah, I mean? no, no. Like there's so many, there's so many things to say. Like, so we can start. So yes, your friend is right about jurisdiction, but we also have to like the trafficking piece. So 
let me fuel into your conspiracy theories a little bit. So the federal government is like, hey, um, here's money to address domestic violence. Oh, hey, here's money to address sexual assault. Oh, hey, here's money for human trafficking without actually addressing the fact all of that's the same shit. And also not talking about how the government's industries of extraction of oil, extraction of ore also play a part in all of those things. And ran these big ass highways through our Indian reservations and tell us that we have no legal jurisdiction over the highway. That's also another problem. All of these things are intersectional. All of these things fucking matter. And we have to talk about them as a big picture rather than just like these individual, like, oh, domestic violence in this one instance, family by family. No, who who is the perpetrator of violence? When did it happen? Is there is there a habit or um, a pattern of behavior? Is it somebody that's a leader? Is it a police officer? How do the police respond? Like so many damn questions, but nobody has these conversations in Indian country, which makes it really hard for the jurisdictions, the law enforcement jurisdictions outside of the reservation to have these conversations. And let's talk about a couple of other things. Yeah. What, is, what is missing, the word missing mean in Indian country versus the word missing to say the Nez Perce County Sheriff. I'm gonna call out the Nez Perce County Sheriff for several reasons, but we're not, we're, we can talk about that another day. Anyway, so Nez Perce County Sheriff is like, oh, is this person, does this person have an issue with drug addiction? Does this person have issues with sex work? Does this person like have issues running away from school? So they'll make it a runaway issue before they ever make it a missing indigenous woman's issue. And when the family, the family can story all of these instances of violence and then the cops will still be like maybe they just don't want to be found. like that's garbage because they are just so and, damn yeah uh yo <laughs> so and this happens and then here's another instance too and this is a conversation i'm going to say this out loud because people don't ever want to have this conversation either 70 percent of the assailants against indigenous women whether they are missing or murdered is a white man 70 percent we are being yeah accosted, violated, raped, beaten continuously by white men. And you know when this started? Contact. We're talking like 1492. You destabilize yep. women in a community and you destabilize the community. This is about stealing our land, stealing our resources. Because 80%, 80% of the nations in the United States are matriarchies. So if you destabilize yeah. and un, like unsettle this, like unsettle all of the women in the community, like we all live in fear, we don't ever want to leave, we don't take leadership positions, that's so that they can acquire more land, that they acquire, that they can steal more land, that they can steal more resources. Yeah. And if we only I, have I dig, land, yeah, proper <laughs> terms, man. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, like I just corporations you know uh, yeah steal not acquire steal. you're not acquiring you are stealing absolutely i lived in orfino for a year man let me just tell you yeah that. talk about that too man because i would see your post about the white guys at the gym and i'm like nah they just got the fever yo i'm like they've no. never seen that and they're like, whoa they're just afraid of it you know what i mean i'm like man it's old dude in his under armor underwear when it's just me and him in the gym that's disgusting. I was so offended. The mirrors and like getting oogled when I was doing squats and deadlifts, like, man, like, and they're just, oh, it's just disgusting and creepy. And that is assault, right? Like, we it, don't ever yeah. have a conversation about the fact that I was being assaulted by these white dudes and couldn't do shit about it in the gym. Yo. Yeah. Ugh. 
I cannot. You were, I'm so like level 10 hype right now. You have no idea. Uh, yeah. Well, because I see them, I just laugh like, fuck, that's where you're at, girl. You're in the land yeah. of maniacs and. And those yeah. guys don't know how to fucking act. They've never seen somebody like you at the fucking gym before. So it's like, I got a fucking stare with my it's jaw true. on the floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> my Under Armour underwear. Stop it, old man. Oh, Compression shorts. Like, that's a thing. Like, don't do it. Uh, that's my PSA to white men everywhere. Your boxer briefs are not compression shorts. Stop doing it. It's yeah. disgusting. Like, I'm not here to body shame. I'm not here to tell people what to wear. But, like, underwear in the gym is just unsanitary. It's not cute. Yeah. Please stop. I'm not here for it. Oh, God, yeah, that was a Two funny. layers. And I'm not even a gym guy, but two layers, I think, is advisable, you know. And then, yeah. And, yeah. and then wipe, wipe, wipe the equipment down is what I hear the homies say. You know oh, what I mean? Wipe the equipment down. You have to. Like, you yeah. no, no woman wants to get on a bench that's had sweaty balls on it. Like, that's also unsanitary. Yeah. Like nobody wants that shit. No doubt, no doubt, yeah. fellas. If you're listening, please pay attention. <laughs> if you're so listening, can I get more MMIW shit? Can you get? Yes, yes. Can you give me? Can you give me more MMIW shit? And and then uh, we we usually wrap at nine, but I think the fellas could probably hang an extra ten minutes. You know. Oh, thanks, thanks bro. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so MMIW shit. Um, God, where do we start? So this whole thing, like my um passion for this started with some of the like community um story circles I had with some folks in the Boise area. And some of these people were sharing these really like heart-wrenching stories of like losing loved ones at the grocery store, um, babies at 16 months being stolen, elders at 81 years old being stolen. And some of this stuff is documented from the Sovereign Bodies Institute. It's documented from the Urban Indian Health Institute. But the lack of resources fueled into finding these families, finding these relatives is near zero. And I always pose this question to folks, like when was the last time y'all saw an Amber Alert for a child that was not white? A non-white yeah. child amber. When was the last time you saw that shit? Probably near never, if not one child back in like 1986. That shit isn't for us. Why isn't it for us? We need to have those conversations. And that's why any missing person protocol is failing us if they're only going to claim white children as missing and not indigenous women or indigenous relatives. Yeah, because like, yeah, really many, many, yeah, many of our murdered and missing indigenous women are younger <laughs> than 18. They're juveniles, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Do you have any, I don't know what the numbers are on that, but I'm sure it's a lot. Like I, I, I see it on Facebook a lot. Like somebody's posting a flyer and I, I was on a uh, beers, bongs and bullshit podcast with uh TJ Regalado and Michael Onwan Smith, shout out to those fellas. I appreciate them. And I, I went with them for six hours. We watched the fights for three hours and then we they interviewed me for three hours afterwards. So if you have six hours to fuck off or you're at work and need something to listen to, please check that out. Like TJ asked me about this, you know what I mean? And I, I told him, like, dude, um, the only reason you're asking me this question is because we have social media now, TJ. I said, mm -hmm. you've never seen that in the news. And he's like, I haven't. He goes, I haven't seen coverage of any of that shit. And I was like, exactly. I was like, but, but you're friends with some of us online. And so because you're friends with some of us online, you see that slide down your feet. And it, it peaks it because you have, you have sisters and cousins and, and you, you have female family members too, who you would feel the same way. And it, 
it's strange that it, it is only us reporting it and no one else in the mainstream media, no Amber Alerts, no fucking Silver Alerts. I get those on my phone sometimes. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? It's silver, not Amber? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? But it, it, it is, like, there's no... And, and like, I, I talk to people about filmmaking, too. Like, there's no, I'm not going to fucking Hollywood. I'm, I'm working with my homies who are writing scripts and down to fucking shoot the shit, edit it, and put it out. Because I, those guys behind the desk in Hollywood don't give a shit about me. And they're not going to let me tell it the way I want to say it. So it's like we, we are our own advocates and, and our own media force, too, dude. Because we don't have any representation anywhere else. You know what I mean? So it's like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's like uh I, I don't listen to our tribal radio station, but both of the guys who work there I consider my friends. You know what I mean? And and relative too, you know what I mean? It's like a nah, I fuck with them. Uncle Snook is my man, Lil Tom is my fucking big cuz. So it's like you yeah. know, like little baby baby D's cool with me, man. I love baby D. You know what I mean? So it's 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 uh Hey, hey. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't ever hear them promoting content like this either, or or talking about this you know, that they're covering any of this in an interview on their shows either. And I, I don't know if it's because it's federally funded or anything else. I'm not trying to point fingers or talk any shit mm -hmm. or throw any shade or cast any stones. I'm just trying to keep it honest, man. That we we don't get any representation anywhere other than amongst ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I. I have to acknowledge that and support me and mine, no matter what. Even when I, because I have friends and family that I don't fucking like for certain reasons, but if they're doing something in business or media or anything else, I don't give a shit. I'm going to fucking promote their shit. I'm going to like it. I'm going to comment on it and, and share some praise and share it because that's the principles that I believe in and I choose to live. Um, and it takes life, nothing, you know? right? It's a click, 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 share. Like the yeah, thing. it's nothing. It's free, <laughs> dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and, and every now and then, yeah, I'll try and spend the money too. If it's twenty bucks, fuck, I can spend twenty bucks, man. You know, yeah, and if it's yeah. five or ten, fuck, dude. Yeah, I got you. I got th I got that right now, just sitting there in the fucking venue. <laughs> I got you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Just let, yeah. Like and supporting each other like that without um without any stipulations or actually needing a high five or a gold star, right? Like sharing a missing person flyer on Facebook is literally <laughs> less than a full second to do. Literally less than a full second. You share it, you check back to make sure there's no updates. Like, but that's it. Like it's so easy to really support the community and finding all of our relatives this way. But we are making the choice not to. silence is violence. Like I don't know where I heard that, but that's ultimately like we're perpetuating violence by remaining silent about these issues. And I'm that's why I I stay so loud man like i'm loud as fuck for a reason like we have to find these relatives we have to dismantle why this violence is taking place in the first damn place like man it's hard out here while while at the same time like i gotta keep myself safe too like i'm susceptible i'm living away from my people away from my res i'm single i have pit bulls and a pistol and that's it <laughs> that's all yeah, I got. Good. And I, yeah yeah I, I i don't have pit bull. i have a pistol but I, I have a girlfriend but i am man i'm i'm two hours away from any help who could legit show up and, and fucking if, yeah. I, if i needed an extra body with another gun I don't, I don't yeah. think any of my homies up here would answer my call and show up. It's like, usually when I call them, I get the voicemail and leave a message. And I'm not trying to hate on any of the homies in the cane, man. It's just, that's just what it is. If, if, if I called one of my cousins from back home, I sh I'm sure they would pick up after the second time I called. And it's yeah, like, yeah, it takes but that's two, just two hours away. You know what I mean? So what the fuck am I going to do for two hours? It's like, yeah, I better yeah. have enough, enough clips or, you know, like it's, 
I, I think about that and try to move safely. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I, I can dig yeah. it. And um, like that, it, it is, man, the, the Amber Alert stuff, um, mainstream media, Hollywood, everything, there's no coverage of, it's like, they're they're trying to ignore us. And it's like the, and I've said this for fucking 15 years. The only time we get allowed in the media is when we're bitching about mascots. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's part of colonization, but dude, that's that's like this, 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 that's this part of it. You know what I mean? And there's so many other issues that deserve much more attention, I feel, in the mainstream media. But yeah, I guess Washington Redskins, cool. Change your name to something. That's cool. I can't hate on it, but it's like, fuck, can we can we get some more fucking play some more spin like can we get our land back <laughs> that's yeah what dude like Ooh, your mascot can i get my fucking land back that's all i'm here for like they want to have all this symbolism and like stop like talk about like removing smudge kits from urban outfitters like cool do that because that's stupid but give us our damn land back like, all they're doing is raping and pillaging that land anyway like oh my goodness i could go on about that part for hours like it's been such a small blip on my radar yeah here trying to like assert sovereignty oh you know what another good podcast is i hope you can find a homie for this but that court case down in oklahoma right where the federal government scotus acknowledged that half of oklahoma belongs yeah to like that needs to be a whole last conversation well, dude and that's I'll that was the, uh, well yeah I, I bet, can we have you back to talk about that because that was my whole thing about and i'm like everybody like, is like i'm not i'm not pro trump I'm not pro-Trump, right? Okay, that's not me. But I know that that guy is not responsible for all of the fucking evil in the world. But that's what the posts on my fucking timeline and my news feeds say every single day, especially from people of color, indigenous people especially. Mm -hmm. I have more friends that are Indian than anything else on my Facebook feed because I'm fucking Indian, man. I'm sorry. Like That's that's what I see, you know what I mean? And so it's... uh, And then when I saw that article, it's like, the headline doesn't say that. It's in the fucking last paragraph that the judge who flipped and, and went to the other fucking liberal judges was appointed by Trump. You know what I mean? In the past few years. And I'm just like, whoa. I'm like, what? Are you guys going to talk about that too? I'm like, you can, you're going to blame him for everything else, but not this. I'm like, there's, and it, it just, uh, I'm not pro-Trump, but it, it is like that. It, it was the homie, the homie from Portland who was like, oh, that's just about jurisdiction. I'm like, bro, that shit is important, man. You know what I mean? Like that, it, it, like jurisdiction is the reason why our women don't get taken care of or defended when they go to court. If if a woman is getting beaten up by her husband or her spouse and she goes to get a protection or, uh, uh, you know what I mean? She, if she gets a, a no contact, a no contact protection order, the cops in her fucking town won't enforce that shit. And, and they'll sit there and say, we don't have jurisdiction. You know what I mean? Even the tribal, co- it's like, dude, what the fuck do we even have tribal? Co- like everything needs to be written and reclassified and people need to be held accountable and responsible. It's like, no, nah, this is your job, dude. If you're not going to do this, this girl is going to get killed. And it happens yeah. all the time and it doesn't get reported in the news. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're, you're actually speaking to the solution to all of this. Like, we need to empower tribal court judges to 
to shift the way that we find retribution and recourse for missing and murdered indigenous women. Sovereign Bodies Institute, y'all need to follow Sovereign Bodies Institute on all of the socials. Their work is going to really change the way that we uh, prevent and respond to any of these crises across across Indian country. Like everybody needs to follow them. Like they're really truly like doing the best work and I'm here for it. So, um, and but and another thing that you're talking about too, like judges matter, like who presidents a point for Fuck judges yeah. and they're going to matter. Yes. For and so, I mean, whatever, uh, whatever that justice is name, like I'm thinking of justice. I, I don't remember his name either, either but flipped wrote the opinion too. And the opinion was like, Holy fuck. This guy is on point, man. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Trump hired you. Like he picked you. Like what the fuck? Good <laughs> job. Good job. Motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, yeah, that's yeah. that's all I could say. That, and 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 I'm I'm not a Trump supporter, but good I mean, job I on that one, Mr. Orange Man. Like, I've said you know? it like five thousand times. Like the president, all of like the two party system, all of it is bullshit. Like that's one of the things that it we is. The fact that we use that same system in all of our tribal governments, man. Like we're shooting ourselves in the foot. That's a really violent metaphor, but I'm gonna say it anyway because like the damage that we're uh. doing in our communities using that same federal system is some bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the problem the microcosm and, and, the tribe, I, and the microcosm at the federal level. Yeah, dude, and I, and I feel like that guy's not affiliated with either side. I feel like he snuck in with the R's because the D's <laughs> didn't like him. Yo. You know what I mean? Now he's like, you know what I mean? Like, and, it's, and he's gonna do it again. Like, Bernie's already out. You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck yeah. is nobody in Congress is gonna vote for Joe Biden? Joe Biden's not gonna support any Congress. Like, he's not going to support any commerce that's going to fucking show up with a briefcase at lunch for any of those senators or those yeah. house of reps, you know what I mean? So it's like, Trump's going to be in there for four more. And I don't want to sit here and be supportive of him, but it's like, that's that's what's fucking happening, dude. Like, you, said not... it. you said it, man. You said it. We all got to learn some skills and chill. Like, we got to learn some skills, how to take care of ourselves. Because, I mean, if this shit ends, we got to know how to feed ourselves, find our own food, clean our own water. Like, learn some skills. Learn some skills. Yeah, yeah, hey, no hey. doubt. And, man, and like, man, <laughs> what, dude, like, man, can we, like, I'm, I'm gonna bug you in the next week, maybe like next month. Can we schedule? Uh, we'll just talk about that court case in Oklahoma, and I'll, yes. I'll, I'll see if I, yeah, because, because, because I, I, I didn't read too much into it. I read like three or four articles, but I, I want to read the the whole opinion and all that shit, yeah. so I can be like, yeah, this didn't make it into the article at all. Yeah, yeah. Any, okay, any cool. I'm, I'm, do a good job, but yeah, let's talk about it next month. I'm here for that. But I have some questions. Yeah, for you. down to our last. Okay, cool. You yeah, ready for the cool. All right. So yeah, we want to have an exhibition fight between Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Who you got? Oh, Tyson. Yeah. All day. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tyson all day. Mike Tyson all day. I, I like Roy Jones Jr. I like Roy Jones Jr. But I grew up on Mike Tyson fights when I was a baby. My mom told me this when I was a baby. Her and my dad would go down to uh, North Lewiston. I can't remember the hotel out there, but George's Chinese food was the Chinese restaurant next yeah. to the hotel. And they would get a room at the hotel on fight night because they had HBO and Mike Tyson was fine. So they would get the room so they could watch the fight on the little 19 inch TV screen and order George's Chinese food. And that was. That was their stunt when I was a baby and they were in college. You know what I mean? It's like, we're going to ball out and go and watch the fight. at those, You know, and I, I just, 
I don't remember that shit, but I just remember every time after that, if he was fighting, we were going to tune in. And it's like, oh, you know, Lapway I, Cable and HBO for a fucking reason. I've been trying to in, interview Swan's grandpa about that shit, but, and I, I'm going to keep bugging him, but it's like, dude, Lapway Cable made a huge difference in my life for the type of media I was able to consume. It, oh, you know, no. and so I, I really want to interview because, yeah, Tyson, Tyson over Roy Jones Jr. And, and oh, next question, my bad. My bad. Sorry for rambling. No, no, yeah. similar, similar vein, right? So if Anthony Joshua gets a fight with Fury, like who you got? You better get this question right, or we're fighting. <laughs> who's, I don't know who's, it's, who's Anthony Joshua. You don't know anything how AJ is like my future ex baby daddy. Anyway, they're from he's from Walker, uh, okay. England. Yeah, so they're this is Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is the white boy. Yeah, Tyson Fury's that big. I think he's Irish. I don't know the big, big white dude who just well, he, he was like coke. He was coked out in his last fight, but he still won. <laughs> Yes, that's what I said too. Okay, but I'm, yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna not him then. The other boy, Anthony, the other boy. Anthony then. I Joshua. Go for him. Man, now yeah. you have homework. Now you, you gotta go with Anthony Joshua. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anthony Joshua, baby. I gotta look that up. Anthony Joshua. <laughs> All right. Nice. Yeah. Man, like it, yeah, you can't, you, can't, you can't be on you can't be on cocaine and still win. It was yeah, it was that guy who wore the helmet out to the ring that lost, and that's what they're saying. That helmet weighed like. 60 pounds, pounds and it has all yeah. these yeah and it's I like you can't be carrying that. yeah because it's not just the what it's you're way the fuck back there and then you fucking show up in it yeah, yeah that that's you don't want to do that before you're gonna go and bounce around man like what the fuck mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and, oh, that, that enough cool. to me and energy measurement and efficiency is that's how you win in competition and that was not being fucking efficient at that's all. how you yeah. win you win by science yeah 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 <laughs> That's all I had. I just right. wanted to hear your predictions, man. Thanks. Okay, no, no, no more questions. No, that's it. That's all I had. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, um, can I ask you uh, two questions? I know, I know, you're not you're you're trying to get paid off the consulting and everything, but I usually ask this to any business owner people. Um, mm -hmm. Can you talk about your your best? It's a two sided question. The first side is, can you talk about your best move on the on the path to where you're at right now? You know what I mean. The best move to get where I'm at. Oh man, you know best I mean? move. Stay. I mean, and, and even if it's not just one move, if it, if it's one certain behavior or so, you know, like whatever, like you know, because sometimes it's all about the process or the technique. So, you know, yeah, can, yeah, can you yeah. talk about? I, I fucking forget to ask this, and I, I it's I want to ask every guest this question. This has to this be my question. Damn good right? question, damn man. It's like, okay, it's like, um, what's, what's your best move? Because because you have my, to feel somewhat successful, right, and effective. So it's like, man, what's your best move? Like, effective. yes, I feel effective. To feel effective, that's that's, I that's, that's, that's what, yeah, that's how I try to feel, man. Yeah, yeah. So to feel the way that I feel in this work. Black liberation, indigenous sovereignty. I always operate from a place of truth and justice and love. Truth. I'm honest as fuck all the time so that I don't get caught up, right? Truth, truth, yeah. justice. This is like, I just want everybody to feel safe, to have equity and then love. Like, man, if I, if we didn't have love, if we didn't have hope, I would have quit so fucking long ago, right? But like, we're from a tribe that's got really powerful matriarchs, it's got really powerful chiefs, a really strong history in the state of Idaho. Truth, justice, and love, man. Those are the things that got me where I'm at. And your girl fucking reads constantly. Anything, anything yeah. ever passes me to read, I read it. Read the things, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, read books. And books, too, not just articles on the internet, man. Like, go yeah. get, get the paper back, go to the mm -hmm. library. Like, 
it's hitting that that that's where it's hitting they they edit the shit that you see on a screen mm -hmm. man heavily mm -hmm. so yeah um and then, and then the other side of the question is what do you feel is your biggest mistake you know because uh it's it's sweet to talk about the wins you know what i mean but the losses are relevant it's like if you if you haven't fucking lost not you like i don't believe you you know what i mean like you're fucking lying yeah. like everybody nobody has a perfect record anywhere man you know when I was a man, when I was young, like Mitch and Jesse can probably attest to this. Like I was an asshole. I always thought I was better and smarter than everybody else. And it wasn't like it just made me a jerk to people like that's the biggest mistake. And I didn't unlearn that until like maybe four or five years ago. And so now like I'm really intense, but I really try to like hold people's feelings better than I did. So that like, I mean, I've to be successful to be effective, to be where I'm at, I've hurt a lot of people. And that is absolutely my biggest mistake, like hurting people in this work. Cause that's not, intention was not my intention, but that was a very, very serious impact. And some of those relationships I can't, I can't repair. And I hate that. Cause some yeah. of those relationships are in our community and that's really the more heartbreaking thing there. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know what I mean? I'm never gonna ask those people for a job again. So I don't really have any reason to talk <laughs> yeah. to them, but I, I don't hate them. You know what I mean? It's like, man, I ain't mad at you, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to fucking kiss your ass and I'm not going to call you to fucking fix that shit up because I'm going to do my own shit and I'm not tied to the fucking shit that you're tied to. And that's, I, I appreciate ha having the ability to do that and, and just uh, believing in yourself like it is. It's suffering, dude. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, not it's always going to be sweet. <laughs> and, and that's why I like, that's why I try to flip that coin on the question. It's like, nah, yeah, question. It's, it's not all fucking smiles and rainbows, man. You know, like it's no. not. There's very little glitter in this bullshit. Let me just tell you, very little glitter. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, so we're getting close to 15 minutes after. Can I get you to drop your social media and any 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 links or anything we can put in the bio? If you can send them to me, text them to me, email them to me. I'll, I'll put them in the description. But mm -hmm. uh. In, in, in closing, whatever kind of stuff you want people to tune into, because it's like, I'm going to share this on the, on online for sure. Like, oh, yeah, no. especially I'm if you're about that life, if, if you're claiming either of these fucking uh, abbreviations, then please listen BLM, to this episode. MMIW, yeah, that's the thing. All right. Yeah. So I'm planning a missing and murdered indigenous people's conference in Idaho in October. So peep my social media for that. Um, my Instagram is where I while out the most. So that's at Ty Simpson on Instagram. I'm Ty Simpson. Can you spell on that out? Yes. Oh, spell that Ty. out, please. Ty is T-A-I-S-I-M-P-S-O-N at Ty Simpson, no, which is no, also no my underscores, No and underscores, no nothing. Yeah. Um, okay. I also have a website. Uh, I'm really proud of my TED Talk. I had a TED Talk in 2019. So, oh Ty man, man, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, can we? We'll put we'll that link. We'll put that link in the description too, man. Yeah, TySimpson.com. That's where you can find my uh, my TED Talk, yo. So those are my those are my big ones up there. Fucking cool, Ty. Hey. Yeah, like man, right on, dude. Like I'm, I'm really proud of you. I'm, I'm, uh, oh, thanks, man. It was yeah, such an awesome like I'm, like, I'm so excited I got to do this. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy I got to interview you, too. Um, yeah, real, real, real productive conversation. And I feel like anybody who has listened to our podcast for cannabis or entertainment before would be much enlightened uh, after this episode. And, and hopefully 
um, pay a little bit more attention to things that that matter, I guess. And they, and they all intersect, right? If you want freedom and liberation to smoke cannabis, like you got to have freedom and liberation for women and black people, man. Like if yeah, we're going to start, store, we got to start letting a whole lot of folks out of jail. Like that's all. Yeah. Yeah, man, it is, man. And like, dude, more, more future episodes too. Cause I, I feel like, yeah. uh, the, yes. the political, I, 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 I kind of gloss over and skim at times. And I feel like you really catch the, the meat of the shit. That's, that's the issue at hand. So it would be dope to interview you about different political stuff in the future too, because, uh, most people just don't possess the, the understanding to talk about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I appreciate you. you for that. It's been fun, man. You know, like mm -hmm. it is, it's like, Oh yeah. You know, like, cause that's, that's why I do my podcast. Like I, I enjoy talking to people like online is one thing I can share a sentence and a fucking link and it, or a photo. Like it, it just feels really fucking like dead and numb. You know what I mean? And, and hearing someone's voice and seeing their face too. Like when people get on discord, I'm like, yes, like this fucking rules because it, it just yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking to another human about shit that I care about. And that's important to me, man. And I get to share it with everyone else. So thank you for, for showing up. And I'm going to call you in a week to try and get you uh, booked no. again. For the <laughs> All yeah. right. I look forward to it, man. OK. Right. Um, so with. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do my outro dance. This was. The 67th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane. My guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Ty Simpson. She is an advocate for the missing and murdered indigenous women and the Black Lives Matter movements. You can tune into her on IG at Ty Simpson. That's at T-A-I-S-I-M-P-S-O-N. I gotta give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a main note and Joseph Street Enterprise production. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>